The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terragard. Last we have heard from the very good adventuring team. The gang was waiting in the temple lobby while the cult ritual was beginning. Fjorten started his pants on fire as a distraction, and Peter disguised himself as High Priestess Sable. Fjorten burned the buns out of his pants, but Peter was able to slip away from the group using this distraction. Peter roamed around and eventually found the kitchen area. They started a fire as an additional distraction, and the gang used this one to slip upstairs. After watching a bit of the rituals beginning, the gang decides maybe it's time to slip away. Stuart comes to terms with leaving his wife behind. They light another fire, and Fjorten turns into an elk, and they flee. We rejoin our team as they make their flight from the temple. The scene before you is that high, the, uh, the high priest is up there having cast Hold Person. That's on Peter right now. He's now face down on the ground. Uh, Fjorten is an elk with an orc on his back. Jeff, you're coming up behind, and you see that there are two acolytes close to you and two that are sort of far away. Uh, Jeff, in fact, let's start with you. What would you like to do? Keep on running. Keep on running indeed. Peter? Uh, well, Peter doesn't really get to do anything, but I will have you make a wisdom saving throw. See if you can unparalyze yourself. That would be a 15. That is a 15, so you are able to successfully no longer be held. You have resisted the mind hold of this person. And Fjorten, were you just barreling ahead as well? We are just barreling ahead. Alright. So Peter does not get to advance on this turn, having fallen flat. And now it's over to these cultists. So let's see what they are gonna do. So I got two of them that are close, two of them that are far. So, the two that are in the back are doubled over, coughing with noxious smoke that is still somewhat pouring out of their kitchen. However, the two that are closer are going to try... (laughs) Try... 
to stop you. Let's see here. What kind of movement do we got? So the one called Jericho is able to get all the way over to Peter. And the other one is just going to get in the way of Peter and Jericho. Let's see here. Do, do, do. I don't think the name is going to be right in the chat here, but it doesn't matter. Uh, they take a scimitar swing at you, Peter, and unfortunately that is a seven, so they don't hit you. Would have been a whole lot cooler if they did, though. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we'll begin another round of this. Um, some folks upstairs got a little closer, by the way, but didn't really uh, didn't really get close enough to take any action quite yet. Uh, let's start with that same order, then. Jeff, tell me what you are doing. Still booking it? Yep. So... Do they recognize it's me? Or or do they think I'm Sable? Or what are they? Oh, you know what? That's yeah. a damned good point. Huh. They... Yeah. Let's rewind. Uh, let's rewind. Let's say that these dudes are over here. So Peter is the one. So you fell. And the other folks kept on running, which I think would kind of add to the illusion here. Uh, like you're chasing them and slipped. Why don't you... I suppose it's really on them to see whether or not they could see through your illusion. Hmm. <laughs> so they have to make an intelligence investigation check against your spell save DC. Their intelligence is a plus zero. Man, I gotta say, I don't want to give you guys too many advantages here, but given the uh, the craziness of the situation and everything else that's happening, I think they have to make this a disadvantage. Whew. So let's do the first one. This is Hacksaw's roll. Yeah, that's only a five from Hacksaw. And then Jericho. Jericho got an eight. So... The two that are down here, they're actually both going to run over by you, and they're going to say, Hi, Priestess! Oh my god, you fell down! What are you doing? And they're going to, like, grab onto your arms and help you back up. So now, let's just go back to Jeff. Jeff says he's running. Uh, Fjorten, you are also running. I am also running. And, oh, let me just move this thing off. And then Peter. So you've got two acolytes who have come over and, like, picked you up. They're not restraining you or anything, but they are, like, right dead in front of you. And they're like, what do we do? And uh, I try not to say anything, but I just start frantically pointing at Fjorten and Jeff, trying to say, or communicate, get them, get them. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see how well your nonverbal cues go. Why don't you give me a... Uh, Charisma or performance, whatever you want to do here. Um, oh man, this is a this is a big roll coming up. We're gonna do a performance roll. Seventeen. And what a performance it is! Yes. The two dudes are like, okay, let's go get them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so let's see here. Then the other thing that's gonna happen. Do I get to move at all, or...? Uh, yes. In, uh, in fact, why don't you... Or, well, I'll do your movement in just a moment. I just need to grab two things. Oops, not that thing, though. And I'm just kind of doing real generalized movement here, but trying to give you and your enemies about the same amount of movement. So you convince these folks. They're like, yeah, let's get them. 
from behind you as you, Peter, who have now made it to the entrance of the temple, and Jeff and Fjorten, you have made it beyond the entrance of the temple. Uh, you can see behind you on the stairs going up that High Priest Savage and Goldberg have now made it to the top of the steps up here. Uh, and Jericho and Hacksaw are going to come trotting right along after Peter. Uh, Jeff and Fjorten, what you guys are now facing is the open desert in front of you. There's not a lot of uh, like cover specifically out here, but it is nightfall. Peter's behind you a little ways, and you've just kind of got open road in front of you. Uh, Jeff, what would you like to do? I'll stop and wait for Peter. Right on. Fjorten? I would look back, see Jeff kind of do a pause, and I would do the old... <laughs> try to just put my paw, uh, hooves in front of me, and also wait for Peter. Okay. Peter, you're booking it? Uh, yep. Am I, am I running, like, side-by-side side next to uh, Jericho and Hacksaw? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I'll say you got, like, maybe, like, a five-foot kind of head start of them, but those those dudes are going to catch up with you on this turn. I'll, um... <laughs> do you think I could hand, uh, hand one of them a potion of poop yourself and see if I could get them to drink it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I 100% think that you should try to do that. So you, you like you make like the drink the potion and then like the you know the two fingers moving gesture like you'll run fast with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me a give me another uh, give me another performance check. Uh, eleven. Oh. I mean, these guys believe you. You are one of their fearless leaders. Um, and so, who do you want it to be, Hacksaw or Jericho? Uh, I guess Hacksaw. He's the one that's kind of closest to us. I assume we're probably running right next to each other. Okay. Uh, you hand this potion to poop yourself over to Hacksaw. Make the gesture, and it's just believable enough where they're like, uh, yeah, sure, okay. And they pop the cork and down the potion. And they're like, oh, that that didn't taste so good. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and let's see here. Let's uh, let's make a little constitution save for them. Didn't we say that's what it was? Where is this potion? Uh, it's in our inventory. Must make blah, blah, blah. Target must make a DC 17 constitution save, pooping themselves on a failed save. Those are words that I wrote. I wrote those words. <laughs> you have done it. And though it shall be done. That is an 11. Yes. Um, so, and here's the thing, is the way that I designed the potion to poop yourself when we wrote it down was that you had to make a ranged attack roll to throw the potion to poop yourself at a creature. Um, <laughs> also, I do feel like it, it only serves to re read the whole thing. Make a ranged attack throw... Uh, or sorry, make a ranged attack to throw the potion of poop yourself at a creature. The creature must have at least one anus for this potion to have an effect. <laughs> <laughs> no anuses. No problem. Right? On a hit, the target must make a DC 17 constitution save, pooping themselves on a failed save. A creature who has pooped themselves has disadvantage on all attack rolls and saving throws for two rounds. So <laughs> that's what would happen if you got this potion splashed on you 
I think if this dude straight up drank this thing. <laughs> uh, he's going to do like the Mr. Mackey where he's like. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's like going to shoot in front of us like a little bit farther even. Woof. <laughs> He flies past you, <laughs> rocket propelled. Oh god, no, no, no. No, not again, good. Um, I'm just gonna say that uh I'm I'm just gonna say that Hacksaw is is uh no, no longer a participant. Um they kind of crumple up and fall off to the side and <laughs> the noises, the smells, it's not great. <laughs> or it rockets him in front of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one has that much poop in them. Thinking. Although I was I was thinking about like what if you were in space? Would you would you like, you know, cuz it's about inertia and you know, like 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 they said in um oh, fuck, what's that what's that space movie? Uh it's like 3 hours long and there's time dilation. Interstellar? Interstellar. You gotta leave something to move forward, or what the fuck ever he says. I fucked all of that up. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. So sorry. Newton's third law. As Matthew McConaughey makes his heroic sacrifice, sliding down into Gargantua. Anyway, Hacksaw is on the ground, disabled, and no longer participating in anything you want to have anything to do with. Jericho, however as well as Goldberg and High Priest Savage, are going to start moving forward. Oh, I didn't really make you guys roll for this, but I'm rolling for them. And they did okay enough. Jericho is going to get close enough to interact with y'all, still thinking that Peter is on their side. The High Priest runs down the stairs, Goldberg runs down the stairs, and Jericho is going to make an attack roll at... Yeah, let's do it at Jeff. That's going to be with a scimitar... What if he, he slips on the poop? <laughs> Plot point. <laughs> Plop point. All right. <laughs> Plop point. Um, okay, so <laughs> Jericho is going to make a... Let's see here. Let's just call it a straight-up dexterity save. Oh, no. Well, that's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shitty day for Jericho and Hacksaw. Uh, Jericho is running on towards y'all and uh, gets a foot into the pile and uh, and goes ass over tea kettle. Jericho is on the ground too. Excellent use of the plot point. One more person goes down. So you guys are a pretty long distance from like civilization or place to hide or whatever else. You're pretty far ahead of these folks. You you probably got about... Let's just measure what I put you on on the map here. You're about 90 feet in front of these people. Um, however, there's no cover. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing that can really be done to, like, um, directly and specifically get away. So, tell me in your most creative solution, what are you going to do to make it so that these people don't just chase you across the desert until they catch you? I would say, if it is possible, if we can go to our right here, because, I mean, it takes some time to not turn into an animal anymore or anything, but go to the right here, and in that amount of time, 
hide for a moment, and cast one more Pass Without a Trace to shadow us once more. Okay. Uh, Like I said, they're about 90 feet behind you, so that gives you at least a a turn and a half or so. Mm -hmm. So you guys are going to scoot behind the side of the temple, where it is nice and quiet and unlit. You're going to un-elk yourself. And then you're going to cast Pass Without a Trace. Mm-hmm. That'd be my last second level. All right. Pass Without a Trace, as a reminder, gives you plus 10 to dexterity stealth checks and can't be tracked except by magical means. And you leave no tracks or traces of your passage. So Jarl are hiding. And let's see here. High Priest, Savage, and Goldberg... Come swinging around the corner. Whoops, that's not how that works. Come swinging around the corner, and the two of them are going to start looking for you. I'm going to have all of you make some stealth rolls and then add 10 to the result. This will be contested by their perception. 12. So 8 plus the... 10 would be an 18. All right. And I heard Jeff got a 12, so that's going to be a 22. And Peter, what did you end up with? I ended up with a 20. Right on. All right. So that first check goes by. So my assumption here is that you guys are just going to keep on hiding as long as you can successfully hide. Am I right? Yep. Or did you want to do something else? Nope. Um, unless we wanted to run out to the desert, try to be all sneakily that way. But if not, I would also be hiding. <laughs> all right. These folks keep a looking for you, and we need three successes. So I rolled one set. They did not find you. Man, that was tight, but they didn't find you. Oh, man. Last one. Wow, that was staggering how crappy they rolled every time. There was one roll in that entire roll, six sets of rolls that I did. Or sorry, six dice that I rolled where someone got a 17, which almost met the 18. But you guys are able to hide long enough for them to uh, like look elsewhere and eventually give up on you. Oh my goodness. It takes quite a while. It's probably 40 minutes of them like looking around and some people go a little further out into the desert. Some people are like walking around with, you know, torches and shit and trying to figure out where you guys could have gone and hid. And eventually you hear high priest Savage say, all right, no more of this foolishness. Let's get back upstairs and finish the ritual. And with that, the high priest priestess and acolytes go back inside the temple. And you are free to move about the cabin. What would you like to do now? Um, I don't know. (laughs) What happened to the guy that was with us? Stuart? Yeah. Oh, Stuart's still with you. Stuart's also passed without traced. How's he feeling? Conflicted. He's a little torn that uh, he had to come all this way to not get his wife back. But, you know, he knows that the letter she sent was just to try and lure him back so they could suck out his soul, so 
Well, he's he's found a way to be okay with leaving. That sucks, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, marriage is hard. Well, At least you didn't get your soul sucked out. In a way, I feel like I did. Oh. But like, you know, not for real. So like, that's good, right? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, man, uh, do I, do I hate cults? Ah, oh. oh, man. Cults, am I right? <laughs> am I right? Fucking worst. Well, um, what does it take to get a divorce in this world? He says, you know, I mean, it was kind of like we were divorced. I mean, I hadn't seen her in a long time. I guess I could just keep on not coming back here after this. And I mean, yeah, I guess that'll kind of be it, right? We should definitely keep this on the places we should uh, take over at one point or another. Because if anything, this looks like a pretty sweet base. If there's anything D&D players want, it's a sweet base. Yeah. Except for, you know, all the fires hanging around. We'd change that. Not so much fire, but... Get some electric lighting in here. Mm Mm-hmm. For some reason, I'm turning into, like, an interior designer. I really want that upstairs to just have good zen. I want it to flow. Mm. Yeah. Feng shui. Feng shui, if you will. All right. Everybody feng shui. Just checking. Nobody wants to go and kill everyone in here? Well, I feel like we're not invincible. <laughs> tough go of it lately. I mean, we could try to get our mojo back. Fair enough. That was quite a lot of acolytes and high priestesses and priests and things of that nature. Right, and they probably have magics. Alright, well, we have our Armstrong berries to head back with, with some sort of consolation of a win. But, uh, sorry again, Stuart, your wife is trying to literally suck your soul, but um, maybe we should count this one as a win for getting out alive. Right on. Sometimes retreat is a viable option. Mm-hmm. You give it some time till late in the evening. Uh, you eventually hear the chanting grow and ascend and reach a pinnacle, and then you hear uh, the sound of like a lightning crackly noise. You hear a terrible, terrible laughter accompanied by a terrible, terrible scream. And you can tell that the ritual is done, but by then, you've already started walking away from this place. We will get back to our journey back and the uh, traveling and random encounters and all the rest of that stuff as it goes, um, well, basically the next time we play. But for the moment, what you guys can do, ba ba da ba is you can go up a level. <gasps> Yay! Yay! I uh, don't recall what the exact tally is. I'm going to have to just go back through my notes and figure that out. But you only needed 500 experience points to go from level 3 to 4 uh, for 2,700 total, uh, which you certainly have. So you guys are going to go on up to level 4. Uh, I'll let you guys take care of that stuff now. And I will remind you that you can choose to either do the um, the point buy basically, or where you get, uh, uh, ability points, or you can do feats should you so choose. I take oh, all the man. feats that are out there. And with that, I suspect in the podcast, I'll do a nice musical fade out. And then, uh, by the time we fade back in, you guys will be the next level. That's fantastic.
Well, having finished up all of the leveling up work, which is just fantastic, our three adventurers, oh so brave, gained a total of a number that I wrote down and then moved the note somewhere else. 1,550 experience points, which is flipping huge at this level, but there was a lot of random encounters and there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened. So they now have 3,350, which is enough to go from level three to level four. And why don't I have each of you roll me a d20 to see who's stuck going first. Not it. Ah, suckers. 14. 13. All right, we'll start with Jeff, and then go down to Peter, and then do Fjorten last. Tell me about your ascension to level four. All right, so I rolled, what did I roll? I rolled a four for my hit points, plus my three constitution modifier for seven more hit points. My constitution is a three because I put two ability points into constitution, and that is the extent of my level up. Fascinating. Enthralling. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Peter, tell me about your level. Increased my HP. The DM rolled a six, plus my one constitution modifier for a grand total of seven. I put a uh, ability point into charisma and another into dexterity to increase my bonuses to three for both of those stats. I received a second spell slot, uh, a second second level spell slot and I added a spell which was silence Skexies. Mm. Mm. cool nice level nice level Fjorten tell us tell us about your leveling experience well I felt wonderful going up seven hit points I learned the spell bark skin and for my feet, I went with Warcaster because I'm using a lot of concentration spells. So I have advantage on constitution saving throws to maintain those. I can perform somatic components even when you have weapons or a shield in one of both hands. And when a hostile creature's movement provokes an opportunity attack from you, you can use your reaction to cast a spell at a creature rather than making an opportunity attack. Fucking hot damn. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's some shit right there. Well, very good. With that, that concludes all of you going to level four. And our very next thing that we will do is the journey back home. VGAT fans, how is life? How are things? How is everything going for you? I'll admit it's been a little rough for me the last week or so since I sprained my ankle. I had forgotten how swollen an ankle can get when you mess it up, and this thing was like a cantaloupe and an, uh, you know, all bruised up and stuff. Super nasty. But we're getting back to normal, both, uh, you know, proverbially and literally getting back on our feet. And, you know, I just, I literally have like nothing else to share with all of you this week. You know, Sometimes I feel bad interrupting the adventure when I don't have anything super exciting to share, but, you know, I feel like we need to stick with tradition here. We need a mid-roll because, 
You know, what would you all do if we didn't have one? You'd go crazy. That's what would happen. The only detail of any relevance I do have to share with you is that we finally got to record in person again. We were appropriately socially distanced, six feet apart with good airflow and all the rest of that stuff. We recorded in my garage, actually, and uh, it seems to have worked out all right. We'll let you judge for yourself. I don't know how long we'll be able to record like this, but at a minimum, I wanted to thank all of you for sticking with us while we've gone through our remote recording, hopefully, phase. I recognize that we aren't quite as funny, the adventure's a little stunted, and in general, things just aren't quite as great. But here we are, back in the studio, and I'm just going to let us get right back on into it. Last time you adventured, y'all got to the temple and decided to flee with your lives and not Stuart Soup's wife. That was yesterday. Now you're back on the road. Uh, Stuart Soup does not have his wife, but now that he knows she was just trying to suck out his soul in a very literal way and not in like a country music kind of way, uh, you guys are on the road and you're you're heading back. You're heading on back. Um, did we use the potion of itchy butthole, a potion of poop yourself? Uh, poop yourself because he pooped on the ground and then... Gotta poop yourself to the muse. <laughs> <laughs> and then another guy uh, slipped in his poop. All right, so we probably need to take that out of our uh, inventory that we have there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can get that out of your inventory. I laugh every time I look at it. Let me get that out of your inventory. Great. I mean, I'm just going to hide it from you so that you don't think that you've got it for now. You guys can get it back. Because okay. we we still haven't, like, you guys actually haven't gone back to the potion store, yeah. the magic shop. Wait, we said poop yourself, right? Okay. Uh, you guys haven't gone to pick up potions from there. I've got a whole table somewhere of, of random things. So you did use the potion of speak with plants, uh, which was some of the best role playing we've seen on VGAT. Good job there, Sam. Uh, for coming up with that awesome idea. Um, the Poop Yourself was great, too. I mean, there's it's really... It's been a phenomenal addition to the podcast, I think, uh, and to the campaign to have random potions that, you know, let you speak with plants or shit yourself. It's, I think it's great. I think it's great. And no feedback from your amazing uh, plant role-playing? Uh, so far... Wait, has that been in an episode yet? I feel like it, it was, yeah. It was. Yeah, you know, uh, I really thought that I was going to get some commentary back on um, on my hypersexualized plant role-playing, but no one so far has said a word, so. <sighs> Big sigh. Someday your plant sexualization will be appreciated. <laughs> Someday. Not in my time, but like most good artists, like most, dare I say, geniuses, uh, they're not appreciated in their own time. You're on the road back. We are going to begin our very first day of journeying with the three of you and Stuart Soup back with uh, a D20 roll from Josh. Look at that. Did you hear that, folks? That's the sound of real fucking dice. Far away, I can't see it. I can put my glasses on. <laughs> one. That's a one. All right. <laughs> you rolled a one. Ha ha. Uh, feels good. Ha ha. First roll of the, <laughs> yeah. of the replaying. Uh, a one doesn't get you anything. Oh, shit. Damn. We'll move over to Jerry. Uh, plot point would go to oh, Jerry, yeah. I think, even. All right. 
do I actually? Can you guys see the the plot point? No. What? Yeah. You are here. I'll just pop it up on on your shit. How do How do you do that? It's in the miscellaneous section. Oh, this. Okay. Oh wait. Okay. Oh, it's the history. I see. Josh had it last time, and I think it. No, Josh used it because he slipped on poop last time. So it would be uh, Jerry. Yes. Um, who did he make slip on poop? Um, one of the guards people that was running after us. That's right. Slippery, slippery poop. I could not come up with a rhyme fast enough, but that had a real hickory dickory dock. <laughs> <laughs> slippery, dippery poop. Uh, the sound it made was whoop. Scoop. Loop. Snoop. Oh shit, is my volume up? Snoop. So yes, indeed, this is Jerry's turn. Um, do, do, do. You guys ready? Ready, 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 ready. Do it. That's a 12. A 12. A 12 is not enough for a random encounter. We need some treasure. Treasure. Sam? I forgot what a d20 look like. Yeah, it's been too damn long. Here we are. Welcome back, Real Dice. Five. That's not enough. Man, you guys suck at this. Well, we're good because we're trying to get where we want to go. That's very true. Eight. Eight. Also, nine good enough. Well, all right. There's there's your first day of travel. Travel can sometimes just be an uneventful experience that uh, that rolls out smoothly. You know, uh, plans plans can go through. So I'd like to speak with Stuart Soup and just say, "Ma'am, sorry about your wife. That's uh, that's unfortunate." He says, "Yeah, I uh, really really thought I was gonna come back with her." So she wasn't anyone else. She was just kind of eh, too deep into the cult. Right? She just kind of got brainwashed, it sounds like. You know, she was really into it. We, It was her idea to join in the first place. And then things got a little weird. You know, and after things things got a little too weird, we decided to leave. You know, and I think she was kind of leaving because of me. And then... We and then, and then they chased us and they attacked us. I mean, that's how I got this scar. Uh, but but you know we got we got away. We and I, and I thought life was good and we were gonna we were gonna move on and uh, and then one day she she just let me know that she just uh, she just missed the lifestyle and she missed the uh, she she just she needed to go back to the cult and um, you know I kind of let her go her way and then I went mine and I I really thought this was gonna be how we'd reconnect. Do you ever miss the orgies? Yeah, you know, once in a while, uh, but no, not really. I would ask Stuart, if there was, is there any way that you feel like you need to rescue her still? Because so far there, I mean, it looked like there was a cult out there that, that might cause trouble. I mean, what, would there be animosity to stopping a cult if your wife was in it? He says, oh, well, I mean, I'm not a violent person. I don't know what I would do to stop a cult, but... I guess I would be getting at... What if we had to harm your wife? We're on our way home, right? I mean, we've, we've hit the old dusty trail. Yeah, I was thinking about later on in the future, though. I mean, does he still have feelings for his wife? Well, I, th- I think, uh, well, we, we we asked him because um, his uh, wife just invited him there to, to suck his soul. Yeah. And, oh, uh, I thought that was a fake letter. Like, she didn't even write that. No, we we hit some good uh, intuition rolls yeah. or something, and... Uh, Nope, she was gonna suck suck his soul. Alright. Nothing. She was, she was just awesome. looking for a soul to suck. Perfect. So I guess I would just confirm with Stuart that uh how things are. It's over between them. 
Yeah, you know, he said, uh, I, uh, I guess we're just not a not a thing anymore. Uh, I really, I really wish it wasn't the case, but you know, when your wife is uh, trying to suck out your soul uh, in a very literal and real way, um, it's uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of a sign that it's the end. You know, I mean, that's not just. I could understand if she was just gonna kill me, uh, but but to destroy the eternal soul part of me, that's that's a step too far. All right. Well, there are other brainwashed ladies in the sea. <laughs> or maybe other not brainwashed ladies. I, I, I think I might try a not brainwashed. Hey, there you go. Time. That's looking at the bright side. So I'd, yep, I'd say, all right. And I'd go back to cooking my lizard over the fire. Yeah, Stuart gives you some tips, you know, on, on lizard cooking. So Stuart really is. He's a phenomenal cook. You guys have had some all right. some of the better meals you've had, you know, in a little while uh, along this trip. And even if it hasn't been uh, a great, you know, objective achieving sort of quest, uh, so far as Stuart's life goes, you, you've definitely, you know, you've enjoyed some travels, some fun combat. Everybody loves combat, right? And some great cooking. Away from camaraderie of the trail. Camaraderie of the trail. Mm-hmm. How wonderful is it to, you know, and I feel like you guys have had a lot of great conversations with Stuart. You found out that he's a, you know, not only a good cook, uh, very fitness oriented, um, very nonviolent. You've learned a lot of things about him over this time. So, do we get any mm, Peter Western bagpipe, Western trails that we all know the bagpipes play? Yeah. Yeah. All you trail. can handle, man. <laughs> Just out there playing coyote howling in the background and accompaniment. Do, 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 do. I would love to hear old Western. Jeremy, if you're listening right now, know that we want old timey Western songs done with bagpipes. Exactly. Let's see what you can do. Yeah. It's, it's Danny Boy every day. <laughs> it's what, the one song they know. Yeah. Do you know, so, uh, um, I think you guys, I've told you guys about Jeremy, uh, the friend of mine for the, who's done a couple of bagpipe songs for a couple of amazing bagpipe songs for the podcast so far. One of my earliest experiences with bagpipes was Jeremy learning how to play the Star Trek theme song, just walking around the neighborhood, just this weird little kid with huge bagpipes, learning how to play not any traditional Danny Boy or any of the other things. The fucking Star Trek theme song. The original? The Not, original. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That is burned in my memory mm-hmm. as an just... <laughs> you know, like when you, when, you first, uh, when you first experience someone being like themselves and awesome, you know, because like when you're a kid, you just don't get a lot, you know, like your parents, especially my parents were like, you know, you see somebody with... I don't know, fucking purple hair or doesn't own a car and they're like, oh, fucking hippies, those people are weird. And then you get to experience it for yourself at one point where you're like, wow, this guy's just fucking doing his own thing and it looks like it's making him really happy. Yeah, it's, good. it's a good moment. It's a good I had a buddy who played bagpipes as well. Still good, a really good friend of mine. Same thing. Those bagpipers. So anyway, it's been a, it's been a delightful trip for, uh, for all of you guys getting to know Stuart and for all the other good stuff that's happening and old-timey, old-western songs on the bagpipes on the dusty trail. You guys are in kind of a deserty area, so yeah, it would make a lot of sense to be playing some old-timey tunes. I will have all of you make a d20 roll. 10. 15 from Puritan. 10. 
10, 10, and 15 is a quiet night for you. How many days do we have? There is going to be, unless things change it, four days worth of travel. That we just finished? Day one. Day one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smoke some drugs tonight. Ooh. Smoke some drugs. Just fucking giving it to her on day one, huh? You're just going to go straight into smoking mm-hmm. drugs? I got all these drugs. We got four days ahead of us. So I'm going to just, yeah, just wake up. I'm like, man, Peter, you are talking eloquently. It's like, dang, you really know how to speak. Your charisma is high right now. Mm-hmm. Bagpipes mm-hmm. are on point. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What if you're, what if you're having some, like, super amazing bagpipe performances right now? And, uh, and it, it makes you convinced that you have to smoke these drugs to be a good bagpiper, to be a better bagpiper. Oh, no. I don't know. I Basically, I'll have to rely on, you know, feedback from my compatriots. Like, I'm just, like, fucking high out of my mind, and I'm just going to town on these bagpipes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't you roll me a, why don't you roll me a performance roll? Right, let's see what I got here. That's a 14. A 14. I think you're, I mean, you're, you're doing okay. All right. You know, but that's certainly better than the average piper. Uh, wait, what do I get with these drugs? I get a bonus to charisma or some shit, right? Uh, yeah, which would enhance your performance. So that's like a, that's like a 15, probably. Wait, what did we say? Did it give you advantage, or did we say there was a plus? I thought it was a bonus to charisma. Did I even... I think I have my notes from that in front of me. I th- yeah, I think it was just a bonus. So let's... Yeah, 15. I mean, 15 is uh, is pretty damn solid. And you guys are... You're enjoying this. This is uh, some of the better piping you've heard from him. Just piping it. That's awesome. Hard piping. Hot pipes. I think, I think for this... Um... For this journey during the day, I'm going to turn myself into a draft horse. I'm tired of walking around on little feet trying to catch up to people. Sure. So, um... And we can ride you. I'm inspired by your performance. You can ride me. Do we still have our wagon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a wagon. No. So you're just walking alongside the wagon as a horse. Mm-hmm. Is there any way I can be hooked up to this wagon and, you know, kind of... Yeah, what do we got an ox? Feed our... Uh, Drag a uh, wagon along, or are we just going at ox speed? I mean, I think the ox is ox is gonna ox. Ox is gonna ox. I don't know if having a horse along is gonna. Could you turn into an ox? Hmm. Actually, I, I guess I can't even think how would they connect you. There's probably only. Yeah. What do they call that? I don't know. Block and tackle is what came to mind, but that's like shipping or boating or whatever. To hook an ox up to a a yoke. A yoke. Yeah, I get yoke and tongue confused. Yoke and tongue. That's a lot of weird words that sound weird together. Yoke and tongue and box and tackle. Block and tackle. That's You know what that really sounds like. That sounds like a suburban housewares store. Block and tackle, yoke and tongue. Or a bad law firm. Do you think that as a horse, your ears are more sensitive to the piping? Maybe. Yeah, it could be higher pitches. I'm like, uh, uh. But no, if it's being played well, I think I'll enjoy it even more. Nice. So the yoke is what goes on. And the tongue is what it connects it to the wagon. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So we need parts. Good thing we got Josh here. Good deal. Yes. Or do you think do you think that as a as a strong man Goliath, you could just hang on to him <laughs> and then like put your feet, you know, back on the wagon? Like you're gonna be the block and tackle. Yeah, maybe. Just <laughs> hang on to his horns. Yep. And hook with my feet. <laughs> no, either way, I'm gonna still turn into a horse. Okay. Feels right. Cool. 
You're horsing it up. Horsing around, this guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just horsing around. At least for an hour, anyway. It is weird that it only lasts for an hour, but I guess it, it makes sense. They have to, there have to be some restrictions. Well, anywho, you guys have a, a horsey first day, a very calm first day, and a nice calm first night. And we progress on into the second day. Day two. Day two. For the folks at home who get curious about these updates, by the way, so far we've been recording for five hours. And uh, we've, we've recorded one day where nothing happened. So we're making great progress. It's good to be back, back in the studio, as it were. But hey, we had a, a lovely dinner and mm. uh, a lot of good conversation. It really was. Solved a lot of world problems. Brisket sandwich, onion rings. Yeah, those onion rings are so good. Kudos for staying crunchy. Yeah, too bad the fries couldn't. Fucking fries. Softy fries. Well, anyway. Nothing worse than a flaccid fry. Uh, so here we are. Uh, we're going to get day number two started. And uh, Jerry, why don't you give me uh, an adventure roll? Adventure roll? Yeah, it's D20. Ooh. Roll for adventure. 16. Oh, a 16. Treasure. No, you know treasure's higher than that. Damn it. Um, maybe it changed. Uh, oh. Huh. As you are walking along the road, mm -hmm. you see off on the side of the road, maybe about 40 or 50 feet away from the side of the road, a uh, humanoid figure. That figure is laying face down on this bright sunny morning and not moving. Kill it. What would you like to do? Well, I mean, Jerry saw it. I mean, uh, Peter saw it, so. So I'm, I'm probably up uh, in the cart driving the ox. Yeah, you get a little higher view up there. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, guys, there's like a body over there. You don't say. <laughs> What's that? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Horse. Horse. This horse. is during horse time. <laughs> yeah, it's during horse. I get, I get an hour of horse time. Stop baby. horsing around. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho. I feel like if we don't fuck with it, it's not our problem. Do we have a stick we can poke it with? Ooh, I have my hammer. Ooh, poke it. Poke, poke. You wander your way off the beaten track, and uh, you find that there is this, this body there, and you reach out to poke it, and uh, then you realize that you recognize this body. Oh, no. Uh, this is uh, this is Jensen that you talked to just a couple days before that was on his way to Garfokio back home. And you poke and prod in his currently pantsless state, if I recall. And he kind of grunts and moans a little bit. Hey, Jensen. Jensen! <laughs> pour some water on his face. Oh, yeah. You, you do the, like, the pouring water thing, and he starts like kind of like lapping it up and somewhat reviving and coming back to life and he rolls over and squints uh, you know with with the giant silhouette of a goliath over him and goes it's you do i say anything immediately wrong with him uh he just doesn't look like he's doing very well on the trip here there's no uh, obvious injuries or anything what happened to you jensen i'm trying to go home i didn't bring any water Oh, that wasn't very bright now, was it? It wasn't. Would you like to come with us, or would you like us to leave you here? Well, I definitely would like to come with you. Okay. I pick him up and put him in the cart. Pick him up and put him in the cart. What a swell gesture. You pick him up, you put him in the cart, maybe leave him with some water, I'm guessing? Yes. He still doesn't have pants, but no one here can solve that <laughs> for him. 
And, uh, and he, he thanks you, uh, he thanks you profusely once he's got a voice again. Um, and asks if you guys are going by way of Garfokio. I don't know, are we? It's not too terribly far off the beaten track from the direction you're going. I suppose we could help you out, Johnson. And he happily provides you with some, uh, minor directions to, uh, uh, to Peter since he's up in the driver's seat and, you know, passes out. Hmm. Okay. Fjorten, can you turn into pants for Jensen? (laughs) (laughs) Just beat my hoofs twice. I'm like... You're going to turn into glue? (laughs) Can we shave your tail and then make some woven horsehair pants for Jensen? (laughs) That would be... What would happen when you turn back? You know, there's all these weird oddities with language, like... Mm -hmm. Or not with language, with magic, where, like, if you transform into a thing... Like, when you transform back, does all of it like would if you shaved off its tail, would you get like a bunch of toenail clippings after? Like half my ass be gone or something like that. I don't know, like how it'd suck back in my tailbone when it like be shorter or something. You just can't feel your butthole anymore. Yeah, your butthole's no longer hairy. <laughs> just this bald patch. You're like, thanks. That's great. Yeah, be way easier to trim your butthole hairs. Y'all done uh, picked yourself up a straggler and you got a, a minor stop along the road coming up. We proceed on to Sam's adventure roll. Let me see that adventure roll. 15. 15. Damn, you guys are rolling in the encounters today. Uh, that leaves me with a bit of a choice. All right. You guys are traveling along the road. Mm -hmm. You are still in the sort of desert area here on your second day. And I'm going to click on a lot of things and eventually make progress. As you are proceeding down the road, you begin to hear... Howling. A little bit of howling on the left. A little bit of howling on the right. And then a little more howling that is getting closer and closer. And before too long, you are unsurprised to find yourself in the midst of several jackals that are coming out of the desert towards you. I bellow at them very fiercely. Oh man, which whose fart was that? Mine. Oh my god. Was it so good? Oh my god. Like, oh, it smells so good. Oh, dude, it's so not good. going away. So good. It's those soggy, dense fries. <laughs> yes. You just ate those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very efficient. There's no way your <laughs> There's no way your body turns delicious fries into that smell that quickly. Ooh. I figured it's probably been past the hour, and so my self would be back to my regular Fjorten body. <laughs> You see around you a grand total of seven jackals approaching from the distance. And we are going to roll for initiative. Get a little combat on. 16. Peter. 15. Fjorten. 3. That is a weird array of noises going on. Do 
I've been playing a lot of Dr. Mario, by the way. That game is awesome. Fucking love that game. I'd forgotten how much I enjoy Dr. Mario. Playing on the Switch? Yeah. Yeah, I signed up for the fucking... Uh, it's a good deal. The cloud-based shit. It's like 20 bucks a year if you get the annual. It's like You get all those NES and SNES games? Hell yeah. Oh, that, and I started replaying Blaster Master or Master Blaster, whichever one it is. God, it's great to have a Switch. Oh, Switches are great. Oh, it's such a good thing to have a Switch. Very good adventuring team, brought to you by Nintendo Switch. Yes. God, I wish we had Nintendo sponsorship. I'd fucking do that in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Fucking right. Just give me that $20 online membership, and I'll say your name every time we fucking play. (laughs) Here, I'm going to master my blaster on this coyote here, brought to you by Switch. Brought to you by Switch. Okay. (laughs) Why do you keep saying, uh... Uh, Carlos Jr., because I get paid every time I do. <laughs> That's right. I can't wait until the future comes and we actually get paid to advertise. Brought to you by Carlos Jr. Brought to you by Carlos Jr. I'm going to take a dump. Brought to you by Carlos Jr. All right, ladies and gentlemen, going in descending order for our combat round, we have the Jackal Gibson, the Jackal Ibanez. Ibanez? Yeah. Uh, Jeff, Peter... The Jackal, Strat, Fender, Gretsch, Yamaha, Taylor, and then following it all up at the end is Fjorten. And in case we hadn't, I can never remember how much of this we've left in or edited out, but this time for sure, we're going to do the thing where we have all of our monsters are named after a theme. And if you can guess the theme before we say it at the end of combat, then fucking good for you. We've only actually said the name of the theme once. Did, yeah. Did, did we even say that we're doing this as a thing now? We've done it three times. Yeah. We've said it three times. We've said what the theme is once. So we'll make sure <laughs> we say the name of the theme this time. All right. So there's a theme to all those names. Gibson, Ibanez, Strat, Fender, Gretsch, Yamaha, and Taylor. Can you guess at home? Play along. <laughs> fucking play along with, with the, with the V-Gat. do 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 Hey. That doesn't even need a song over. That was great. Yeah. I feel like we should be offering a prize or something, but like really, friendship was the treasure all along. Starting at the top of the turn order, it is Gibson's turn. Gibson is going to attack the closest offender, which looks like Peter to me. They're going to run 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet. And bite you. <laughs> Ow. I'm gonna bite you. I'm gonna bite you. That looks like a 20. I assume that hits your AC. Yeah, sure does. Kaboom! One piercing damage from this jackal. Oh. It's not, not terribly. These guys kind of suck. And that wraps up Gibson's turn. We go down to Ibanez. Ibanez is. Where is Ibanez? Oh, down there. They are going to run to their closest target, which is Jeff, and they're going to take a bite. Jeff, does a 17 hit your unraged self? It does. Jeff, you're going to take two piercing damage. Ah. Oh, get off of me. That concludes Ibanez's turn. Am I saying that right? I don't know why I feel like I'm fucking that up so much. What's up? Jeff, it's over to you. I would like to get enraged. Mm. So I'm going to do what it takes. Pounding my fists on the ground and stomping. Yelling at the wolves or jackals. I mean, that one just bit you. That should be enough to make you mad. Yeah. yeah. How mad are you, though? Pretty mad. Yeah. 
Ah, ah. Well, that's three madness. Terrifying. That was a lot more mad than you normally get. God. And I'm going to take a swing at the nearest jackal, which is Ibanez. Do it. Uh, Is it just me or are the names on the things really blurry? Just you. What the hell? Uh, Try to zoom in or out one step and see if that helps you. That may be it. I'm zoomed out pretty far so I can see. I like to see the whole battlefield. Your glasses are also right next to you. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Why isn't your keyboard green anymore? You have to use it. Oh, thank God. (laughs) We were concerned. Were you scared? You're like, oh, God, no, I lost the color green. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It was was, was a scary moment. That was my last one. (laughs) I only have so many colors to spare. That's one of those. I'm going to take a swing at Ibanez with my hammer. That's all my cones. I need the rods. (laughs) And an eight. Oh, an eight is a critical miss. You unfortunately do not connect with Ibanez. Wow. F word. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Barely contained anger. Anything else on your turn? Uh, no, I'm pre- I think I'm going to sit tight here. We often call him the censored Hulk. The censored Hulk. Ah, frack this. Ah. Peter, what the frack are you going to do on your turn? I'm going to chop this guy... I actually can't see his name. Gibson's the one that's just north of you. Gibson. I'm going to chop Gibson, but I'm going to feel bad about it. <laughs> well, that's one of the quotes that I have uh, of Josh's that I use all the time. You don't get mad at the lion for being a lion. You don't get mad at the jackal for being a jackal. You just stab it. Josh doesn't say a whole lot, but when he does, I'm not the clucking wise. <sighs> Clicking on this longsword doesn't do anything anymore. I just imagine that actually happening in the battle. You're just holding the long sword. And <laughs> <laughs> clicking, click. This doesn't work. Do something. There we go. You know what? I don't have to click on it anymore because I can do this thing. Now that you saw the result. Works out really great. All right. That would be seven. Seven. Regrettably, seven is a not enough to hit. Boo. Boo hiss. We move on down to Strat. What Strat's gonna do, if I can find Strat on the map, Strat is gonna take advantage of the pack tactics thing that Jackals have and is going to move on over by Fjorten here. And, yep, I should make sure that's enough movement. It's only 25 feet. I'm not doing a good job describing the battle scene here, by the way. They're in that canyony sort of rock formation area in the desert again. Campaign 2, Episode 27, No Anuses, No Problems, was released on June 21st, 2020. Join us for more of this amazing VGAT traveling action next week on... VGAT! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Hmm.
Melvin. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Melvin. Mr. Hartmeat.